You're listening to Wednesdays with Wombat on SEN Track with Toby McKinnon. Horses that race in New Zealand, he knows. When they have their first start in Australia, he tells us. What oil the trainers use in their cars, who knows. Nightexports at gmail.com. Garrick R. Knight on Twitter. Garrick, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Valvoline man. Sounds out today. Pleasant surprise after the last four or five days. Yeah, I was... We're drying out. I was worried about you again. It seems a weather event every month or so down there, and I'm I'm forever sending you emails asking if you're okay. Yes. um, It might be the uh, climate change, they reckon. Uh, I'm no scientist, but uh, that's what they think is uh, what's causing all this. But uh, I tell you what, I was on holiday Christmas Day until for about two weeks, and, um, you know, from the second half of that week, of that holiday, so basically the start of January, right through till now, it's been about 45 days, and I reckon Auckland's probably had 26 or 27 days of rain at least in that time, so um, yes, yeah, certainly not much of a summer. The main thing though is, uh, well, from a racing front anyway, the big harness million night here Friday night transferred to Cambridge because Auckland's uh, being dug up after the last flood. Yeah, but track they tell me is unscathed, and weather um, forecast is good, and we've got a great, great bunch of fields um, for Friday night. So that's something opt for us to be optimistic about on the racing front, anyway. And our yearling sales stay here, Karaka, on Sunday. Yeah, it's a big few weeks uh, coming in New Zealand, anyway. And I actually know the cause of climate change. I was having a toasted sandwich yesterday with tomato in it. And I'm pretty sure every time someone has a toasted sandwich with tomato in it, that um, the world's temperature goes up a bit because the one I had that's tomato was about uh, three times hotter than the sun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a tomato man on anything. Uh, no, tomato sauce, beautiful, but no, nah, not much of a tomato fan myself. Jeez, they get hot in a tomato in a toasted sandwich. Anyway, we we digress as we do. Um, yeah, it's interesting that there's a first starter in today. And you say you've got nothing to offer on it, but having nothing to offer is actually something to offer, is it not? So um, I've even lost its name. It's for Ash Markham, who does a really good job. Um, race one, number two, Outback Sunshine today. Uh, and you may as well just quick in one sentence tell the listeners what you told me. Uh, well, all I know is that it was brought here as a uh, weanling uh, back there two or three years ago. And it left here. There was a group, I don't know, I'd reach for the Stars Syndicate or something. They bought four or five, and yep. they all left here about a year later, as, year, as late yearlings, I think. So, yeah, I have nothing else I can add apart from the, that horse was uh, born and raised on the beautiful pastures of Alabar Stud in South Auckland. Yep, well, that's something, because at least we know it hasn't been bought for $120,000 three weeks ago. No, hey, sense, so. uh, I, yeah. It was brought as a baby, so yeah. who knows? It could be nil, it could be super, I, I have no idea. Now, ones you may be able to give us some more info on, of course. Uh, race 6, number 10, We Better Believe It, who's in today at Charlton. And I do have Maddie Craven on later in the show. So uh, happy to hear what your thoughts are on Better Believe It or We Better Believe It. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, um, first and foremost, this horse's best asset 
and it doesn't really, it's not going to help him at all where he is now, is his standing start ability. He absolutely widely regarded as one of the best standing start beginners in Canterbury. Hmm. Um, you know, he could race in those mid-grade country cup level races and he was always a threat because he was pinging those tapes and landing lead trail every time. Um, he has got really good sharp sprints in him, you know, half and quarter. You know, he can go 56-27, uh, but held up, you know, covered up and given a run and drag into it. What I don't really have any comment on is his gate speed because they never really put him in mobiles because he was yeah. so good from the stands. So, um, I mean, it's not really a matter this week. I think he's drawn the second line today, isn't he? So um, we won't learn too much about his mobile prowess. But, look, he's an ageing horse. I think he's six or seven. It might even be seven now. Um, I know quite a few guys had sort of tried to buy him many times over three or four years. And he was actually owned, you know, officially or unofficially, might have been by his wife in the end, by the Canterbury starter. Um, his name escapes me, and um, yeah, he he was happy. Just he had him with Colin De Filippi and Julie De Filippi over here, and and that horse was just paying for his pain for himself every week. He's going out running seconds, thirds, fourths. So um, obviously, Maddie came along and made an offer and got him, and um, I'll be curious to see how he adjusts to life running for mobiles every week because it would have been a while since he's probably seen one. Well, he might be thinking about some races in Tassie and the Redcliffe Cups. A stand start, perhaps. So there might be some method well, in Maddie's manner. I mean, Maddie, we know Maddie's got the team to maybe go up to the yeah. Winter Carnival in Queensland with, um, you know, Better Get It On and Credit Master and Crime Rider and all them. So, um, and I've also one I saw the other day, Paulie D. He looks a handy type as well. So, um, yeah, maybe that's part of it because he definitely would be a, a very um, a, a great um, candidate for that Redcliffe Cup from the stand. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, Bathurst tonight, race one, number one, I'm Anne-Marie, which is news mm. to a lot of people, but I do do a bit of um, changing every so often. <laughs> Look, <laughs> not a heck of a lot I can say apart from I know for a fact she had big raps early on. She was initially with Nathan Williamson down in Vicargo. Nathan's no dummy, very, very good horseman. Just brought up his thousandth driving win last week, I think, actually. Congratulations to him. Um, you know, widely regarded as the, the leading um, horse person in, in Southland at present. Now, she went out well supported on debut, got beaten, got caught wide, and she won her next star. I remember it was about a year ago, January last year. And then the wheels sort of off. She just seemed to just, like she was going horribly, but she just never really became anything. And probably Nathan, I think, quit her or gave up on tables to Simon Adlam. He raced on the grass a few times back in uh, late spring, early summer. and yeah, she was there or thereabouts, a few handy runs, thirds and fourths, but it seemed to really capitalise on what that rap was early on. So, wait and see, I guess. I think uh, one of the Turnbulls have, have got her now. Is it Wendy, maybe? I mean, she's drawn well this week, at least. So, uh, as we find at Bathurst, those Kiwi horses, especially the ones low-rated, you know, tend to make an early splash. Um, and then they sort of find their place in the structure, the hierarchy of the New South Wales sort of country system after you know half half a dozen or so start. Yeah, find out whether they're going to be a Saturday night horse or just sort of battle away in the midweek. So I dare say she'll be one of them. We'll just yeah, I, I know the ability is there somewhere. Uh, whether she is going to show that, that's a million dollar question. Race eight number one at Leeton, Sir Sunny Maguire for Martel Maguire, who is a young lady who's worked for. She's only twenty eight, I think, and. Uh, she's a young lady that's worked for some really good horse people in, in the Riverina. So she'll know what she's doing. She trains at 12% strike rate too, which is a pretty good effort for a young trainer. So 
Uh, she doesn't doesn't lose anything, Sir Sonny Maguire with Mattel Maguire. Uh, so uh, interesting, the name and the surname and everything, whether uh, that was destined to be. Maybe she's got a relative or a boyfriend named Sonny and she thought she'd buy a horse named after them. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, look, she's going to need, need every part of that strike rate to get the best out of this horse. He, he looked okay early on. You know, he won fairly quickly and I went through my notes and I've only got him in my black book once from his whole career, which is about I think, 20 or 25 odd starts. So... I did go back and watch a few of his runs to a fresh memory. And, yeah, look, he's just been there or thereabouts. You know, he's he's always sort of in the thick of it, but never really threatens in the last sort of 100, 150, just sort of battles away. So, but, you know, that in saying that, some of his runs earlier on in his career were, were, were quite good. You know, I've noted he has got gate speed. So, one draw, you know, he should be, be able to take advantage of that. I'm just one, yeah, I'm curious to see whether he steps up over there or whether he flounders, because, I mean, I don't know, maybe I would describe it, maybe some of his runs here were a little bit flaccid for my liking mm-hmm. in you know, the last mm-hmm. six months. So, um, yeah, another one, a little bit like Anne-Marie. Maybe the ability's there. We'll just have to see if the new trainer can unlock it. Yeah, 100%. Now, BDJ Newcastle Mile draws the pole. Uh, can he lead? Does he have the gate speed to lead this race? Is a fair bit going to come at him? Well, he's got gate speed, I can tell you that. Um, whether he can hold them out, I don't know. I mean, the two or three times he's drawn well in good races, one of them was at Cambridge over a mile. I mean, mile start point at Cambridge is quite close to the end of the back straight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had the advantage. He only really needed to hold up for about 150 metres to, to keep that in the first bend. And there was another one there at Auckland where I think he drew two or three, you know, in a race with self Assured and a few others there and, and uh, the one inside him kicked up, had a lot of gate speed, but he managed to cross him. So I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, he's got 7 to 8 out of 10 good gate speed. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's my rough estimate. Um, but at that top level, you know, there's bound to be a few, these Aussie horses, there's bound to be a few there with very, very sharp early turns of foot. So whether he can hold up, I don't know. Whether the stable mate crosses him and then runs decoy, that's another option as well. The other, the stable, <clears throat> the stable mate's probably got just a better, you know, point to point over a furlong speed, maybe just a, yep, a fraction yep. quicker. So whether that that plays out, is there a passing lane at Newcastle? I don't yeah. think there is, is there? No, there is. Yeah, I'm sure there is. There is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that sure. might be the that might be the game plan. Ultra-wise guy to lead, you know, stave off the challenges, Betty Joe to sit in the trail and see what he can do from there. That would be how I'd play it anyway. Yeah, I'm just uh, tracked at uh, Newcastle. I'm, I'm sure there is, but it's uh, Sprint Lane. No, no, no. Okay, no. that's what I was thinking. No, so okay. Well, that changes things definitely. You definitely be one to hold up. Um, but again, I mean, as we saw last week with that run at Menangle, as I warned listeners, he's in the top two horses in the country, I believe. So. Um, and we found out it's not easy to do that at Menangle. First look, it's a, it's a difficult track for Kiwi horses to adjust to, but he, he took it in stride, and I think he'll only be better for that. So, Newcastle, very similar, I guess, especially when you're up in grade. Very similar to Menangle, I suppose, racing style. Um, so it'll be another, another test this week. It was very interesting to read about how they've opted to go here after the... Uh, the uh, qualifying process next well, week. The I was reading about. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hopefully a nice Kiwi win in the, in the Newcastle Mile. Am I right in saying that race hasn't, has been not held for quite a few years? It's only just sort of pulled it off the scrap heap this year. Is that right? Newcastle Mile? No, nah, nah, it always has been. It's an automatic was it entry. Was it race last week? Was it, was it Newcastle Cup last week I was reading? Yeah, it might be what you're thinking of. The Newcastle and they, they hadn't held it for a number of years and they brought it back in 10 or 12 years in Newcastle Cup. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be right. The Newcastle Mile's always been the big one. Uh, 020 yeah. says Penny Tiger's going to lead. We'll cross it by two lengths, he reckons. Mate, uh, just before we go, I only got 20 seconds, but uh, I've got a couple of thousand I can throw in. If you want to throw the rest in, we'll go halves and Captain Ravishing worth 4.5 million. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I was tempted to bring it up. Um, ten, I was sitting there to a, a few agent friends this morning and uh, there was a few jaws dropping. Yeah, big stuff. Thanks, Garrick. Chat next week. Right out. See you, mate.